Hi, listeners. Before we get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, a decision that stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive health care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans, a decision that could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help, P-O-D-V-O-I-C-E-S dot help. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Thank you. Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your kind and gentle GM, woo-woo, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Alex Finn. I keep trying to explain my poor financial decisions to the rest of the cast, and I think they're just humoring me with understanding. Can't stop you, so yeah. Samson Davis. Hello. And Stace Babcock. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, this is it. This is what I got. <laughs> Here we are, guys, at the start of a new campaign. Well, not yet, Dan. Because first, I got to talk about the dice, if you don't mind. <laughs> Beautiful. So just like the majority of Campaign 1, we are supported by Die Hard Dice. They are an online purveyor of these beautiful polyhedral shapes of metal and acrylic. They have so many beautiful designs, many of them in rainbow and other colors that you can think of. Right now, I'm looking at their website. They have a honey one. That's very strange. does have totally not Star Wars, because I don't think they have the Star Wars brand thing but it, they're totally star wars dice they got star wars dice on there those look pretty nice they also got a bunch of magic counters like magic the gathering life counters so if that's important in your life get from diehard dice and when you do pick out your favorite magic counter design thing when you go to checkout use our code explorers want and you get 10 percent off your order you are getting a high quality product for a little bit cheaper and you're supporting your favorite podcast right your favorite podcast right <laughs> good mm-hmm Die Hard Dice, Explorers Wanted, 10% out checkout. Have a good day. I listen to the podcast, but have a good day. <laughs> I'm excited. Campaign two, let's get to it. Fucking go. Yes, yes. So really quickly before we get started, since this is the beginning of the campaign, even though people theoretically should have listened to your character session zeros, they may not have. So I do want you to briefly introduce your characters, like name in your cipher sentence. So I am playing Ilsen Vitae. Just usually just called Ilsen. She is a stealthy jack who controls gravity. She's about five and a half feet tall, slim, young. I think she's 19. Curly black hair, dark brown skin with a vitiligo light skin discoloration, but it's not pale or colorless. It's this matte emerald green. Ooh. It's the same color as Ilsen's eyes. Pretty. What about you, Alex? I am playing Magpie, and Magpie is an earnest delve who exists out of phase. So she is a female in her early 20s, 5'6", of an athletic build with black eyes, light brown hair, worn up in a braided bun. Dace, what about your character? My character is Esri Stonebreaker, an intuitive glaive who leads. Ooh. Yeah. All right. And fuck shit up. (laughs) (laughs) So, Esri, Yasmin came to you with a concern just about a day ago. Somebody had been following her around, and then they had given her a note. She had tried to lose them multiple times, 
They caught up with her, they gave her a note, and the note contained information about a shipment of food that was coming in. And Yasmin, for whatever reason, was very confident this guy was legit. And you looked at it and immediately said, okay, this is a pickup by the tracks that's incredibly dangerous. And so you didn't plan on going to the meet, but you were going to scope it out. Got it. Unfortunately, that means coming up to the surface. So I'm assuming that we see you with your mask on. Yep. So you go to the tracks, and as you approach, you do hear this, like, droning roar as this two-level train comes flying past in this area, carrying presumably passengers, maybe cargo, or whatever. And with that past, you know roughly around this time of night, I mean, everybody would really kind of know the timetables. You know that at least this part of the tracks is probably safe to cross, because nothing's scheduled to be coming in this direction any of these local stations in the near future. It's at least 20 minutes out. Okay. And the best scoping position is across the tracks? Yeah. Like based off meet point, like it was sort of designed so it wasn't facing the interior of the city. Okay. So it'd be on the other side of the tracks. And the tracks are actually kind of in like a wider expanse. But then beyond that, there are buildings on the other side. Some of them are not like serviceable ones. They were probably like old buildings that still need to be torn down. But there are places over there that you could hide if you wanted to. Okay. Before or as she's crossing the tracks, she'll look around and see if there's any signs of like someone else getting there early or anything like that. Mm. Okay. So give me a like a perception or an investigation roll. I'm going to say difficulty on this is going to be a 15. Okay. And Esri's trained in perception. It's a 12. Let's take intelligence. Oof. <laughs> 14. Okay. There have definitely been people here. You're not sure if it's like just like earlier today or the day before or anything like that. So like if you're looking around the buildings, you don't necessarily see a lot of movement there of anybody like trying to set up or anything like that. But you could see as you were, you know, coming to this position that there was stuff like that over by the meat point. Okay, so she'll just keep a sharp eye out and head to the top of a nearby apparently abandoned but not quite falling apart building if there's one that. Okay, so give me a stealth roll of 12. Ooh, stealth is speed, right? Yep. So I'll use a level of effort for that. Nine? 13. Okay, so you find a good point on the roof to kind of nestle the bulk of your frame down so that it's less noticeable up there. And time passes. You're there maybe watching for about a half hour, and then you see someone approaching the meet point. And they've basically got this, it's not huge, it's a carryable crate to the meat point, And he sets it down, and he's standing there. Hmm. He looks like he's maybe five foot seven, sort of an athletic build. And he's wearing a raincoat, which is probably not a bad idea. It might rain today, or rather tonight. Hmm. It's just a giant crate. Yeah. Is it typical of a food shipment? It could be. It may not be like the entire shipment of the food, but like a lot of times they'll package it in these smaller crates inside the big shipping containers. Okay. Once she gets down to the ground, how far away is it? I would say a short distance. But if you want to get to the ground without them noticing you, now that there's somebody definitely there and waiting around, it would be a 15 stealth roll. Okay. 19. Okay. You definitely get down quietly. What would you propose as a minor effect? So what I wanted to do was use fleet of foot to run over behind the guy and just 
like have Ezri gently rest her shotgun on his neck. <laughs> Are you trying to get to him without him turning? I mean, you'd definitely be able to get there and do that in six seconds. It's just a question of whether or not he sees you coming or hears you coming when you do that. What I'm counting on is him not being fast enough to do anything about it. Okay, yeah, that's fine. You do that. Okay. He has just enough time to turn around when you set the shotgun on his shoulder. And up close, you can see he's got a relatively round face, dark brown eyes, and he's got like a scar on the right side of his mouth that kind of like goes up halfway to his jawbone. Oh my God, you came out of nowhere. Are you her? Am I who? Her, the one I'm supposed to meet. Who are you supposed to meet? They said, come in, there'll be a young girl. You're a little bigger than I was expecting. And give her this crate for three shins. Open up the crate. Really? Okay. He goes over and there's some latches at the top and he undoes the latch and he lifts up the crate. There's some hard tack, but then there's also a number of essentially like canned fruits from farming regions somewhere in Corpus. There's some dried meats. There isn't any bread besides hardtack because there's a chance it could have spoiled otherwise. There's a lot of food in there. Who hired you? Just some guy. He said to pay you three shins for all this? Yeah. All right, well, here's three shins. He takes it, looks at them, puts them in his pocket. He's like, okay, have fun with this. Be careful, make sure nobody sees you carrying it. Thanks. He nods at you and he just wanders off. And as he wanders off, the first drops of rain begin to fall. Samson, hello. it's about early evening you are currently in the offices of the corpus caller a small newspaper struggling to be as successful as the lathe weekly which is by far like the paper of record for not just lathe but also to a certain degree corpus as a whole but the corpus caller is an upstart publication it doesn't have a lot of funding for things. It doesn't have the same level of access to the Senate or Imperial family or quite frankly, any of the various oligarchs that reside within Lathe. But they do their best to you know, provide a good product in terms of a newspaper. You're nearing the end of a day where you have been working on a story. Just turn that story in. What is that story? What's rewarded more often with the corporate collar? Fluff pieces that people will read or quote-unquote real news that people should be aware of? Real news is good, but they are also struggling financially, so they need things that people will read as well. So it's it's one of those things like you can turn in like a piece of good journalism and that's fine, but if that's all you're trying to turn in, you're not going to make it there very long. Okay, excellent. I think... Elsen would be turning in a fluff piece. I'm going to say it is a very favorable review of imports coming into the city. Mm, okay. So very kind of hopeful, like kind of seems like it's promising a lot, even though if people like actually paid attention to the wording, it's not promising much of anything. Just kind of like presenting hearsay right. very favorably. So, oh, look at all these fabrics that are going to be coming in. So, yeah, something that's just sweet, just something nice that people read and be like, oh, thank God, and then move on with their day and completely forget about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you turn that in, and there's actually, like, a special box for the fluff pieces. (laughs) Because it's something that gets tracked. In fact, you go over and after you drop in a fluff piece, you go and next to your name, mark off a checkbox on the board of how many you're supposed to turn in every week. 
so that they have enough content because even in the ninth world, there are still young people working the content mines for companies. Got yes. Right. <laughs> Everything is content. <laughs> yes. As you drop it off and you're getting ready to go because you know that you have a meet scheduled for tonight. And in this room, this room smells faintly of paper or whatever they're using like paper. We'll, we can think of it as paper. It's ninth world paper. <laughs> Ink and a slight smell of booze everywhere, especially at this time of day. Sure. Yeah. Like people are definitely drinking at their desks. And it's more of like an open office concept, really. The editor's the only one that has their own office. They can't really afford to have a place big enough with multiple offices. Mm -hmm. But as you drop it off, you're getting ready to leave or meet, and the door to the editor's office opens, and Mop Stoll steps out. She is your editor. What does she look like? Is she the founder of the Corpus Caller? Or... Yeah. Okay. She's editor, but she's also... Like, this is a business she's trying to make work. She's definitely from... The surface city is like, that's where her family's from, but it's expensive enough that the actual office is a couple tiers down because she can't afford a place for you guys on the surface city. Then I think Mopdol is in her late 30s, but the stress of having to like run a competitive paper in lathe makes her kind of look like she's in her early 50s. So like mm -hmm. blonde hair that's definitely graying on the sides. I think the late equivalent of like a like a business suit for her mm -hmm. that's maybe a little dirty she seems frazzled like she's barely holding it together but like she's holding it together mm -hmm. so i think that's the energy yeah. she has just like too much coffee and just not enough time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so she comes out and she's actually you can see in her mouth she's chewing a root and you happen to know it's not easy to get in the lower tiers because it doesn't grow outside of the surface. You need more sunlight for that. But it's effectively like, it's like a stimulant. It's not an expensive one. It's like the equivalent of like what a cigarette will do for somebody. It's not the same thing exactly. It doesn't necessarily have the same negative consequences as smoking would, but it does like tend to give people sort of like red stained saliva. Sure, sure. And so she's chewing that and comes over. She notices that there's a fresh report in the fluffies pile. Ilseen, you finished the import thing? Uh, we tended it in. Good, good. Uh, I got another story for you. Uh, okay. When, when do you need it? Well, I think you'll enjoy this one. It's, I need you to do a series of columns on this. That's what I need to do, okay? I don't expect you to have all the information you need right away. Okay, a, ser a serial kind of, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. What's, what's the story? What do you got? Well, there's been a rash of thefts lately. Ilsen's putting down her bag and pulling out like a notepad to write stuff down. Mm -hmm. Specifically, there have been a number of intrusions at the smelting factories. Nobody's saying what they stole, but I would guess it's probably company secrets or something like that. That'd be my guess anyway. We also had somebody steal a piece of art from a senatorial museum, which Ilsen, you know, that was you. <laughs> huh, okay, yep, yep. So weird. Yeah, some sort of painting. You'll, you'll want to talk to the curator about that. And then somebody stole a cache of weapons. Anyway, in most of these cases, from what we've heard, there's no trace of anybody. So they're saying it's the finger. But of course, nobody knows what the finger is. So I want you to write a series of articles about who is the finger. Ah, all right. Okay. Write those up. That'll be your meaty stuff for a while. So because of that, you can skip one of the fluff pieces each week. Do I still get to go to the uh, 
dog show. Yeah, you can still go to the dog show. All right. (laughs) Sometimes the fluff pieces are fun. Sometimes you do get to go to like doggy Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Yes. You can go to the dog show. It's going to be an interesting one, too. I think they're going to introduce some... They said some sport. I don't know what that means. Sorry, focusing on the this uh, rash of break-ins. So we all think this is the same person doing all of these as well? Yeah, they're pretty convinced it's the same person. All right. It's got to be the finger. I mean, they're the best thief in the city. Uh, well... Nobody ever catches them. Nobody can figure out how they get in. Well, if the finger was that good, then... You probably wouldn't have heard about them, right? Yeah, I suppose that's true. Although I think all the best thieves have a little bit of a cockiness to them. I well, Especially as they get good. That does seem fair, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. When do you need this? I need the first article in two days. So, go out, get the interviews done, get an initial write-up. I want to see a draft on my desk. This is a big story for you, and you're still relatively new here, so I'm going to need to pay close attention to the edits. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. All right, yeah. I'll get started on this. Okay, good. So, sorry, the cache of weapons, I didn't tell you where. That was, I'm sorry to say, weapons that were getting shipped out. So you're going to have to go to the docks for that. <sighs> all right. Yeah, yep. I'm sorry. All the way down. Fine. I, yeah, all the way down. Mm-hmm. Still don't get paid hourly, right? <laughs> nope, just by the material you turn in. Uh, yeah. Plus expenses within our expense policy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Such a large policy you have. Mm. Listen. We're doing what we can. I, we don't have the money of the Lathe Weekly. I fully understand. I can see where the money is going, and it is being put to good use. I'm aware. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm harassing you, as some of the people here say. Yeah, I, I get it. It's just, you know, don't forget, right? The Lathe Weekly does not hire foreigners. Oh, I'm very aware. There's not a lot of things Lathe does for foreigners, as far as I can tell. No, no, not that we do. Um, we'll see how that goes in the future. There's words that Mallow may change that, but she's just one woman, and it's a big Senate. And you would know that Forna Mallow, she doesn't have an official Senate seat. She is a shadow senator. She is the head of the Consort Guild, so she doesn't have a vote in things, but she wields enough influence that they give her this shadow seat. Consort Guild meaning, like, prostitutes, sex workers, and that kind of thing? Pretty much, yeah. She's she's gotcha. responsible for most of the sex trade in Lathe. It's unclear if her influence extends beyond Lathe itself to other parts of the country, but given the amount of money in Lathe, that still gives her quite a bit of power and access because it's almost certain that most of the other senators have made use of her guild services at some point or another, possibly even the Imperial House. Oh, sure. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. They would absolutely go to her for their weird fucking uh, eyes wide shut parties. They gotta. Yeah, exactly. Also, that profession is not particularly looked down on in this part of the world. It's just that it's a fact of life, but it doesn't have the same standing. Everybody else on the Senate is essentially like an oligarch of some broader association that extends across the rest of Corpus. She's an outlier in that while her guild is very active in Lathe, it doesn't have the same amount of financial power behind it as all the others do. Sure, sure. But, uh, yeah, it's late. Get out of here. It's supposed to rain soon. Does that mean something in Lathe? Because we're in the Warrens. People get a little superstitious about the rain because it's not always, like, clear water or anything like that. Sometimes it can be grimy. As far as anybody knows, nobody has been harmed by the rain, but people still get kind of iffy about it. Right, and most of Lathe is in the cliff, so 
does Lathe really like experience rain the way we think of it, or is it kind of like <laughs> does it literally trickle down and become more mud like? Yeah, exactly. Like so, in the upper tiers beneath the city, you will have things where like through the openings or like where the ceilings are not for you might have like curtains of rain kind of falling down mm-hmm. and then of course the rain will then kind of collect and run off in tunnels and then around there's not really a lot of places for the rain to go since a lot of these are caverns uh, which is part of the reason why they all have an exterior opening so that in theory the rain flows out that way and mm-hmm. off the side of the cliff down here where you guys are you might get some rain coming down but you know for a fact that probably that mop is referring to that because she has to go back to the surface city to go home right so she does have to deal with the rain if it's coming got it all right yeah you have a good night mop uh don't shoot too many of those roots don't forget to sleep every once in a while yeah i'll sleep when i'm dead you'll see fair enough you have a good night ciao you too I like her. So, Ilseen, you know you have a meet to get to two tiers down regarding a possible job. Oh, okay. You know that you're not the only one going for that job. You know that Magpie is supposed to go on that job, and Esri has been encouraged to attend for that job as well. Mm. You're going to be meeting with the Briskers, or specifically Odili the briskers they're a criminal gang they pretty much operate exclusively in the warrens a few tiers down from where you are and you know that you're on your way to go there and as you step out of this building we see people kind of shifting around you notice that people are kind of already kind of looking for shelter because there will be some rain that trickles down here and people are trying to kind of get to where they need to be before the night goes And as you are beginning your process, so when you're going down those tiers, are you going to take the stairs, the tunnels, or the lifts? And by stairs, I mean the stairs on the outside of the cliff. Right, right. Um, I think early evening she is going to... It's going to take, I think, the lifts and the tunnels. if Because I'm imagining it's evening, there's going to be like rush hour at the lift. So every now and then she probably has Mm -hmm. to take a tunnel just to... Yeah, yeah, you might have to take a tunnel. Yeah. But yeah, for the most part, she's taken the civilian path down. Okay. You can definitely get a lift down to the next tier, but it's very clear that it's much busier at that next spot. So your best bet is then to move to a tunnel from there. Uh, Would she be able to swing past her safe house for a moment? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think you're probably... Yeah, I imagine your safe house is within a tier of the uh, Corpus Caller office. Then yeah, she's going to swing by there drop her work stuff off and put her work stuff on mm-hmm. changing work uniform so to speak so initially at the uh journalist office whatever the like kind of normal civilian look is so i'm imagining maybe like overalls a shirt like a very normal mask like very nondescript normal average mm-hmm. clothes when she's working at the corpus collar and then at her safe house she switches into her street uniform which is a bit more uh form-fitting tighter clothes still covering most of the skin gloves on and then she switches mask because mm-hmm. i imagine she has a journal mask that marks her as a journalist and this forms to her face a little bit better but also hides her face more mm. okay any distinctive decoration to it or is it a fairly standard looking is it anonymous in that sense or are there any like personal branding coming into play on it oh man in the corner of her safe house are maybe a pile of masks that she has tried to like put a brand to like make kind of personal but she just has not found something that she wants yet Mm -hmm. i think she feels she's still a little too early to like really commit to anything 
Yeah. So at the moment, there's just normal default skin. But she's she's looking. She's looking for that branding that she just cannot nail down. Okay, cool. So as you're switching out mass, Magpie. Yes. You have just come from a very satisfied customer. Always. A high five, Magpie. (laughs) You've dropped off to the Ilkers, which are another criminal group, about midway down the cliff. You've dropped off for them a small cache of weaponry that you've retrieved recently. (laughs) And they paint you handsomely for it, so you are now 50 shins richer for it. Hell yeah. Because this weaponry in particular is full-on, like, prohibited in the lathe area outside of the military. And 50 shins richer, you are making your way, and you know you have to get to a meet a few tiers up. And as you're walking, you hear a voice calling to you from the alley. Magpie. And it is definitely Singlet's voice. I think she just, like, makes, like, a quick turn to the alley, like, not even stopping or pausing, just turns to the alley. He's standing there in the alley, and he crooks one of those long, thin fingers at you. And again, as always, when he moves his fingers, it's more like an almost arachnid spasm movement as opposed to anything smooth, motioning you over to him. He just goes, Magpie, I have a job for you. Is it involved with the one I'm already going to? Possibly. You can do that job. I don't want you to lose your customers. But while you're doing that job, I need you to complete another. Of course. The briskers. Let's just say a artifact has passed into their hands recently. It should be shaped like a eight-sided polygon. It will have purplish highlights. Maybe decorative, maybe wiring. I don't know. But I need you to steal it. Bring it to me. Of course. Excellent. I look forward to hearing your song, Magpie. And he turns and starts walking back down the alley. I think she just watches him go. Yeah, so you watch him until he kind of turns a corner at the end of the alley and disappears out of sight. It's not unusual for Singlet to approach you randomly for it. Usually he'll send you like a, a message or something like that and have you meet him at one of his safe houses. So it's not like 100% unusual that he approached you this way, but it's definitely more rare which suggested to you that maybe there's some urgency to his request. I think she's going to make a mental note of it and then just turn around and keep going where she was going. Okay. So since you're about midway down in the cliffs right now, are you going to go up the lifts? Are you going to use the tunnels? Are you going to do the risky thing and go to the stairs? I mean, so that's a thing in Lathe. It's very treacherous to go on those stairs. So in Lathe, they refer to any kind of dangerous endeavor as taking the stairs. Part of me wants to take the stairs. Yeah, taking the stairs. Okay. So you go to the edge of this cliff face. There are these carved stairs into the cliff face. Old, old carvings. There's no handrails or anything like that. They are worn smooth from centuries of people walking up them. The wind is quite strong today, but while the skies look like it's going to rain, it hasn't started raining yet. Even though it's only early evening, when you step out there, because you're on the side of the cliff facing the ocean to the east, it just looks black as night out there over the ocean. But you can still hear from your distance what sounds like a 
faint, constant sigh from the well of size way out in the distance, even though you can't see it or the dipper. And you're going up the stairs, so you've got about 10 tiers to go up. For each tier, I'm going to need you to make a speed roll in order to stay steady and not slip on these stairs. Oh my god. Now, because they're not wet... Yet. There is wind, but not too much, but it's also dark. So the darkness will hinder you. Mm -hmm. So I think this is going to, because it's hindering you, it's going to be a speed roll as well for each tier you climb via the stairs. Now, at any point going up these stairs, at every landing these stairs have, there is an opening back into the cliffs. So you don't necessarily have to go up all 10 out here, but just for you know, every one of these that you're going to use the stairs for will require a 12 speed roll. Would sensing danger help me? Not for this, because it's not like a, an active danger. It's that more that these are inherently unsafe. There. You know where the danger is. Me. Where you are. <laughs> I am the danger. I am Batman. 19. Okay, cool. So you're definitely going to be able to go up the first set of stairs. What would you like for a minor effect? An asset getting to the next level. Okay. So your difficulty on the next level is a nine. 13. Okay. You have climbed a second level. 14. Okay. 15. Holy shit. Okay. 19. Okay. I assume you're going to want to use that for a asset. Yeah. Okay. So that's a nine for this. What level are we on? How many were we got? You're at five. So you have five more to go. It's very bad if you failed. I know. 12. Okay. 16. Okay. 19. Okay. So that breaks it in that. 20. (laughs) Holy shit. So I think you just get up the last one. No problems. You've got a 20 there. Can I get like expert, like a skill in stairs now with that 20? No, no. <laughs> But I think you get up there and probably not your first time taking the stairs. And actually, I mean, thinking about it, it is a risky thing to do, even though you were able to successfully do it. Why do you think Magpie chooses that when she doesn't have to? What about it at the stairs made it an idea she wanted to do? I think she was pissed off after meeting Singlet. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, I'm just going to do it to feel alive. Yeah. The thrill of knowing that at any point you could have slipped and possibly fallen to your death. Mm-hmm. All right. You are at the tier that you need to be. And as you are approaching, you know the meet is at a... I, I want to go so far as to call this a pub or tavern. It's more like somebody's sort of selling illicit hooch out of their home, essentially, is where you're meeting. And as you are approaching, you can see a familiar figure also approaching from the other direction, immediately recognizable to you as Ilseen. Esri. Esri will... How big is this crate? I mean, the guy carried it by himself, right? Yeah, if you think about like one of those like big Tupperware moving tubs. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's about the size of it. So she'll open the lid herself. Mm-hmm. And go through it, just making sure it's just food in there. Yeah, as far as you can tell, there appears to be just food in there. Some of the food at the bottom looks like it's been nibbled by something, but that something is not here. Okay. I think that what she'll do is she'll... How much of this could she fit in her rucksack or backpack? I mean, you've already got stuff in your rucksack too, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you could fit a little bit in, but not nearly... Like, nowhere near the majority of it. All right, thinking about what to do about not getting caught with the box. Because it is sort of like a standard, like, 
shipping box and things like that. And so, and a, normally a one person would not be picking this up unless they were picking it up on behalf of an organization or a rich family. And you definitely don't look that part. No. Yeah, I guess you'll just try to be sneaky with it and take it back down. Okay. What way are you going to take back down? Uh-oh. Are you going to go to the lifts? Are you going to go to the stairs? To the stairs. That's a trap. Okay. You're going to the cliff face stairs? Yep. It's a trap. Oh, God. Dying episode one? So the first thing you're going to need to do, you are carrying a large crate, and you're trying not to be seen and be sneaky about it, right? Yeah. I mean, she's keeping a sharp eye out, and... Well, are the stairs... I thought the stairs would be pretty much deserted. Well, you're not at the stairs yet. We're talking about getting you to the stairs. Oh. Because you've got to walk through the city to get to them. Oh. She'll toss her greatcoat over it and pick it up. Okay. So I'll give you an asset for that. Okay. It's raining, so that'll be another asset. Okay. So that brings it down, given that it was a big crate and you're a big person... Who does not look like a surface dweller. I think that puts you at a 12. So. Okay. 15. Okay. You manage to get to the town and you reach the, essentially the edge of the cliff where the stairs are. Well, I, I want to say on her way through town, I think she would have found a way to get a bag or something. Burlap bags, something like that. Trying to buy something at night or are you trying to steal something? She, yeah, she's trying to steal it if it's available and apparent. Okay, what I'm going to do is just to see if this stuff is around. I'm going to let you do the same sort of thievery type role, but it'll have two hindrances because you're also kind of factoring in, does this exist? Ooh. Which puts it at what? 15. Ooh. Long shot. 16. You find some burlap sacks. Yes. So you're carrying the burlap sacks instead of the crate now? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've reached the top of the cliff face, and it is raining, especially over here by the edge. It's quite windy, and you can look at the stairs, which are carved into the outside of the cliff face going down. There are no handrails. There is no other securement. Some of the steps are worn smooth, and they are puddling with water. She, like, lashes the burlap bags to her backpack with her rope. Okay. So, it's night. It's raining from a storm with wind. And you're carrying extra weight, but I will give you an asset because you lashed them back. Okay. It will be a 15 to avoid slipping and falling on the stairs. What kind of roll is that? I think this would be careful movement, so it's like speed. I use two levels of speed effort. Hold on, quick question. How do you have two levels of effort? Oh, I'll use one level of speed effort. Oh my gosh, thank you, Samson. So it's a 12. Also, please look, how many floors does she have to go up? Well, she's going down, and if she's trying to get back to her people, that's at least three tiers. Well, I got an 11. Go down. Okay, so as you're going, your foot gets misplaced on the stair, and you begin slipping and you fall on your side and are sliding down the stairs, trying your best not to start rolling, because that will be very bad. Because when you reach these landings, the landings are not big, and there's no barrier on the other side. You're sliding down the staircase. I'm going to need you to make some sort of roll not to go off the end of this landing when you reach it. Instead, can she use her magnetic attack drill to drill into the mm -hmm. surface of the landing? Hmm. I mean, it's stone, but sure. 
You could use that as a holding bin. I give you an asset for that for sure. Okay. I guess into the wall because she doesn't want to damage the stairs anymore or in the cliff face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So since you're doing that and trying to keep a grip when you do that to get the hold, I think it's probably a might base roll. Okay. Still a 15? Yeah, it's a 15 since you're getting the asset from the magnetic grill. Oh, okay. I will use one level of effort. Oof, just so weird. Which makes it a what? 12. 14? Okay. As you're sliding down the stairs, very aware that if you go up that landing, you are so far up that it would have been immediately fatal to fall that far unless you could have stopped yourself some other way. But you jam this drill into the side of the cliff face and manage to hold on. It yanks at your arm painfully as, you know, it kind of comes into place. But you manage to keep your grip and stop your fall. And so there you are, gripping this drill in the wall, laying on your back on these wet stone stairs, oh, so very high up above the ground and ocean beneath. Magpie. Oh, it's the baby. Good evening, Magpie. How are you? I'm doing just fine. You didn't want to take the stairs? Uh, no, I... no. Did you? Always. Oh, that's that's quite dangerous. One of these days you are going to fall off and then that's it. Hasn't happened yet. Well, have you seen Pebbles at all? That's Ilsen's nickname for Esri Stonebreaker. Pebbles. I like that. Well, she wasn't on the stairs. No one's on the stairs. We stay away from there because it's dangerous. Especially, the sun's gone down, right? I've, I've been inside all day. It's gone down? Yeah, yeah, that actually makes sense because right now in the cavern, like, there's no light coming in from that side, so it's all, like, fungal lanterns in here right now. I hope you find whatever you're looking for, Magpie, because it's going to kill you one of these days if you don't find it soon. It wasn't on the stairs. Let's get inside. Let's see what this uh, business with the briskers, see what this is all about. All right. I'm going to try to steal something from Magpie and go in. <laughs> like Ilsen kind of does, like, let's go inside and, like, pats her back, and I'm going to try to steal something. Okay, okay. Counter steal. It's definitely going to be speed-based. Sure, sure. Whatever you're going to roll will set the contested roll. So do you have anything that helps you skill-wise or assets? So you tell me what... Because I, I definitely do have at least one skill. I just don't know which one it is. I have careful movement, or I have lies and trickery, or stealth. A stealth would work for this, I think. Stealth? Okay. Yeah. Like, a lot of those skills could apply, but, like, stealth is probably the closest. But, yeah, so you have an asset. So you get plus three on whatever you rolled. All right. Uh, with my plus three, I rolled a 12. Okay, so Alex, that is your target number for detecting it. You waste all your good rolls, right? You did that right. I mean, I feel like this does apply to sensing danger. Stealing is danger, right? No, you're not in danger. (laughs) Fun. I don't think it's a risk. I mean, I think you would notice if it was like, if he was getting ready to knife you or something Mm. like that, you would have an asset on it. Or rather, if she was getting ready to knife you. But yeah, so I think it's, uh, and this is going to be intellect-based to detect that this is happening. 19. God damn it. <laughs> okay. So you notice that Ilseen is trying to steal from you. And because you notice it, you're definitely going to be able to avoid that happening. But you also rolled a 19. I would like an advantage on my counter steal. Okay, cool. Okay, so you have a plus three on your attempt to counter steal before any skills or effort. And it'll be speed based. And if you have a skill that you think applies, that would be in another plus three. 16. Okay. Okay. That's your target number, Samson. All right. I'm going to... Intellect-based. This is important. So I'm going to put a level of effort into this. <laughs> God damn it. Mm-hmm. 10. Okay. 
So, Alex, what would you propose as the thing that you successfully steal from Elsie? Did you get anything fun from work? No, she went to th- she went to have her work stuff with her anyway. <laughs> right now, I think all she would really have on her is Deep's equipment. It's like she's got light tools, floors pack, grappling hook, handful mm-hmm. shins, her brilliance cloth that she's wearing as a uh, cloak at the moment. Would it be too ridiculous to steal the grappling hook? I don't think so, actually. Hold on, grappling hook it is. <laughs> and of course, Ilseen doesn't even notice. Yeah. No. <laughs> Although Ilseen probably is a little frustrated because Magpie kind of moved in just the right way where it kind of foiled your attempt to get at something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like 50-50, you'll get it back. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, so you guys are heading in. There's nobody else in this place except for Odalai. Odalai is a short man. He's missing several of his teeth in the front of his mouth. He's got the corners of his lips are always sort of red stained because he's also been chewing pepper, except that he tends to have a very saliva filled mouth. So it sort of stains the corners of his mouth from red saliva. Oof. And he's got really thinning hair and he sees you guys step in and says, uh, thought there was going to be three of you. And maybe there will be. Ezri is her own person. Can't just expect her to do what you want just because you ask nicely. Hmm. Well, if she doesn't want the money, fine, I thought I was doing her a favor. The way her bounty keeps coming up, I thought she could appreciate the extra cash. How big is her bounty? <laughs> so it is now, at this point, I'm just thinking, because in her character session zero, it was at 100 shins for information leading to the capture of the murderer known as Ezri Stonebreaker. It is now up to... Because she's wanted for the murder of a magistrate. Mm-hmm. It's now up to 175 shins. And that reward is personally guaranteed by Senator Fellow. Nice. We're like, hmm, maybe we should. Wait, no, we're doing a campaign. Well, that's why I'm wondering what what is the what is the limit that the other criminals of Laith might start to turn on Esri? So there is a pretty strong like you don't rat people out to the cops culture, of course, among the criminals down there. And Esri, for the most part, doesn't make any trouble to their business as long as people don't fuck with her. Fair. And she's seen a little bit favorably simply because she did kill a magistrate, something that everybody else kind of wishes they could do, but no one else is actually stupid enough to do it. Also fair. We're nowhere near a number that people would start to turn on her. It would have to get higher for people to turn on her directly. Now, the thing that is scary about it is that the reward is just for information that leads to her capture. So it's much easier for somebody to break that, but you would get the feeling that there would be a pretty big fear of reprisal among the Warrens if somebody was to do that, at least among the criminal groups. So they would have to be very smart about how they did it. Also fair. Well, she doesn't want the money. She doesn't want the money. So you two, I hear both of you are good. The name has been referred to me several times. Although you're pretty new here, right? He says to Ilseen. Ah, yes. I've only been here for about a year. But uh, yeah, you got a silly Margaret accent. <laughs> that was in character. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> I, it's not easy to get rid of it. Hmm. Well, must be difficult to get work. That is true. It is quite hard to get work. Gotcha. Anyway, I've got a job for you two, and it's a big one. How big is big? Fifty shins each. Is that big? Is that big? Is that something big for you guys? Yeah, for sure. Oh, Ma- sure. I mean, Magpie can pull that in because of her connections and the stuff that she does but it's still a big amount here in the warrens okay 
it might just be like for somebody that was like living on the surface city and was well off it would be nothing to them mm -hmm. but down here in the warrens where you're living i mean it's like at least a month or two of guaranteed solidity okay so your job is on the surface city specifically i have someone who's willing to pay if you can bring us a ledger a ledger yeah a ledger belonging to senator stip we're not sure if it's being held in their house or their office but that's what the client wants and you guys would know that senator stip is a specifically her name is aveline stip and she represents lita which was a former colony but is now recognized as a full for lack of a better word like state that's part of corpus mm -hmm. rumor has it that the ledger might have something interesting in there so they want it uh is there any um, distinguishing marks on the ledger? Senator Stibb being a senator, she would have many accounts, many of them probably fronts for actual accounts. Yeah, the one thing they will help you with there is that she definitely keeps it separate from all the other ledgers. So if you see it with other ledgers, it's not the one, which is why I suspect it's in her home, but I don't have any way to prove that right now. My uh, people don't exactly get to the surface city a lot. And what's in the ledger? That's not your concern. Well, it's just our concern if we need to check multiple ledgers and we don't have any outside marks or what's in the ledger that we're looking for. Let's just say that while there'll be numbers in that ledger, the uh, words in there, they're not going to be in any language any of us recognize. They're going to be in code. Okay. Private ledger. So a ledger from Senator Stibb. Can you tell us anything about her house, the ground she keeps? Do I look like I get to the surface city? Uh, no, but... I can give you the address... That's the best I can do. All right. Address is definitely something. So he gives you the address. Uh -huh. And of course, it's a senator's home. It's a very well-off part of town, which means that there will be almost certainly a lot of cops in the area. The senator probably has their own personal staff as well. Right. And then by cops, do you mean the uh, guys in black that Chase Del seen in the Session Zero? No. Okay. The cops, they wear deep purples. They are the official guard slash police force of Lathe. The ones you ran from, you've since discovered, are something very different. Okay, second question. Since this is like the well-to-do neighborhood on the surface, are the cops, are they more mall cop? Like, are they just there to kind of like keep the presentation up or are they kind of like don't fuck with them? Like, actually don't fuck with them. You don't want to fuck with them. Okay. So it's interesting, like the cops don't typically come too far down into the Warrens, mostly because there's a lot of people in the Warrens and only so many of the cops and they can be really easily overpowered. The criminals tend to run things down here to a certain degree. They do occasionally send people down and you would think you would want to send people down with force, but it's very rarely that they send a significant force. A lot of times they send down, it's sort of like shit flows downhill, essentially, like if somebody needs to go down there. Or if there's an overzealous cop that's trying to, like, make a name for themselves to bring somebody in. Is it kind of like, if you have that, what other people would consider annoying person on the force who's trying to do the right thing, and so they're like, oh my god, they went down to the Warrens, I'm gonna go send backup, but backup never comes? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If this were a different game, I imagine people would get robocopped when they come down here, become, like, super soldiers when they get sent backup. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we have the address. We have some description of the ledger. Um, uh, where are we taking it? You're going to bring it back here. Well, not here. This tier. I mean, and have you go to this place, and he writes down another address for you on the same tier. Gotcha. This is uh, 
one of our places. I want you to drop it off there. If I'm not there, there will be somebody who can accept it and pay you, assuming you actually bring the goods. If you're not there, you're not getting it. We don't want any surprises. I'm just saying, I'm not there all the time. Then we will not give it back until you are there. That's fine. Just don't get caught with it. Fair enough. Magpie's just shaking her head in the corner like, God damn it, baby. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, Odalai looks at Magpie and kind of gives like a shared look of, is she for real? Magpie's just giving her the hands of, <clears throat> I'm being very reasonable right now. I want that to be fuck clear. Oh yeah, you're being reasonable for a normal person. <laughs> yeah, he says, okay, well that's that. Hope to hear from you soon. The client does have timeline. Awesome. They would like it within the next three days. Hmm. That shouldn't be hard. Starting tomorrow morning? Or starting now? Or Well, they said three days ago when they handed off the job to me this morning. Got it. Two and a half days. I'm sure two upstanding thieves like yourself can get it done within that time. I think we will. Is there anything else we need to know, Odalai? I don't think so. And, uh, hey, you'll see. Could be very good for your career. You guys run this no muss, no fuss. There'll be more business with the Briskers in the future. Hmm. Do we know what position Odalai holds within the Briskers? Odalai is not necessarily the head of the Briskers, but he's one of the top guys. Like, he is, okay. you know, a lieutenant to who's in charge. The name of the person in charge of the Briskers is not widely known. Right. Yeah. So, okay, but he's not hes not a grunt. hes He has authority. No, he is not a grunt. He's a big deal. So if he's saying that there's more business, he uh, if he's not lying to you, you know, it could be worth quite a bit. Because the Briskers do, like, they sort of control this tier that you guys are on right now. And they do a fair amount of business because almost they have a little cut of almost everything that happens on that tier. Okay. In fact, this is kind of unusual for them to be... Outsourcing. Doling out a job on the surface city. Mm. Which means they must have been getting something to compensate them for the risk of being the go-between. Right. Well, always happy for more uh, profitable uh, working together. I don't know the word for it here. I... Yeah, I figured. <laughs> All right. See you later. Yeah, bye. Have a good day. Okay. Ugh. So yeah, you guys are definitely dismissed. Mm -hmm. It's worth noting that at no point did he offer you guys a drink or anything like that while you were there. It's just a him in this room with you. He had a drink, and that was it. I think it'd be weird if he did offer us a drink. Mm -hmm. Esri. I just realized that Esri literally has a stone-breaking sledge, but anyway, regardless. Woo! <laughs> 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 well, that'd take out the whole stairs. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, right? Mm. That would be anti-what we mm. wanted. I guess you'll take a deep breath and carry on. So you're gonna go down the next flight of stairs? Yeah. It's a 15-speed roll again. Okay, so what she's going to do now is tie... She's going to cut her rope, sad, so that the bags are still lashed, and then tie the other end around the handle of the drill. Mm. Okay. And I will say, after you get down this next level of stairs, you will be at the first tier. Like, every time the steps come down to the... near the center, there is another tier that opening that could you could go into the cavern. So you don't have to commit to going all the way down the stairs. Okay. But since you're tying a rope, I'll give you an asset. So that makes it a 12-speed roll to get safely down this next set of stairs. 15. Okay. You manage to, holding the rope and stepping very, very carefully, make your way down to the next level. The wind has picked up some of the ocean spray and the rain is like essentially like putting droplets on your mass lenses, making it a little hard to see clearly. 
and there's been some rather impressive thunder that sounded like it was right above your head. Ooh, so what's inside tier one? The upper tiers of Lade tend to be mostly like would-be industrialists or, you know, starting out merchants. People who have like high ambitions, but don't yet have the capital to be able to buy locations for themselves or homes for themselves on the surface city. So the first tier is kind of, it's not really middle class because they don't really have a middle class here, but it's it's much more gentrified. Mm-hmm. On this tier, it would not be uncommon to see a cop patrol or anything like that. Cop patrols or certain death. Cop patrols it is. Okay. So you're on this first tier. That means you're going through the tier. Are you going to take the lift or are you going to try to take the tunnel? What are the pros and cons? I mean, lifts are fairly reliable. The problem is that, you know, there's a greater chance that somebody else will be on the lift with you. Lifts can only take you one tier up or down. Even though the official histories say the tunnels are part of the city, that they were part of the initial construction of the city, the oral history among the people of Lathe is that the tunnels were already there before the first slave builders got there. And they do, in fact, look like somebody chewed through the rock as opposed to carving it. So people are a little bit superstitious about them. The other problem with the tunnels is that the tunnel's exits aren't necessarily planned. So it's not always a guarantee that when you go in a tunnel that it's going to spit out at the tier that you expect. It might go multiple tiers down. It might go off to the side and like wind its way around. It's, it's kind of unpredictable because the tunnels aren't planned things. They're just sort of natural occurrences that got exposed during building. We have to know them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tunnels. Okay. So you go to pick a tunnel. Since you are a resident here, and I know that you have been to the surface city before, I'm going to say you know at least one tunnel. Now that one tunnel does take you in sort of a roundabout way and would spit out a tier below the tier you're trying to get to, but you know that one would work. There's another tunnel that you have not tried before that also goes down, but you don't know anything about that tunnel or what's there. Uh, the roundabout. Okay. So you go into the tunnel and as you're walking through, as always, like your footsteps echo loudly. And because this is the first tier, there's more rain that's sort of seeping down and like running in a rivulet down this tunnel as well. And as you're walking, you hear somewhere up ahead this almost like bassy groan. You're not sure what it is, but it doesn't sound like a person's voice. All right. Well, she'll pull out her sledge and move cautiously forward. So you pull out your sledge and you move cautiously forward. Takes you like a little ways before you get closer. Those groans are coming out irregularly. Just don't... And when you come around, what you see, it's like a furry rat that's about the size of a dog. They're not uncommon in these cliff faces, but this one is definitely... Something's wrong with it. It's suffering. Oh, no. She'll help it unsuffer. So as you go to help it unsuffer, as you're lifting your sledge, it looks at you, groans, and then its mouth opens wide, almost like splitting, as it tears its own flesh and essentially dislocates its jaw to try to make sounds that its jaw is not made to make. And it says, somehow, in a way you understand, they're coming for you. They're going to dig and dig until they find you. And then it begins hacking up and vomiting until something red and thick plops onto the ground in front of it and it passes. 
She'll poke the red thing with her sledge. It quivers one last time. Oh, gross. You'll see. So I guess we go out, find a quiet corner to talk things over. Okay. So you guys go to a private corner. It's easy to find down here. Especially since, you know, there's a storm coming. So even though not a whole lot of rain is going to come down here, like people still tend to go inside. And you guys can actually hear like, while it's not raining yet, you guys can hear some distant thunder rumbling through the skies above. Magpie, have you ever been to the uh, surface city? Have you seen Senator's estate? I feel like I have. Like it feels like you should have at some point, or you have distinct memory? I mean, if you always have to go there at least once, right? So have you been to a senator's estate or not? Yes or no? I don't know. What she have, Dan? Almost certainly. Well, you probably have, but it's also the kind of job that it's it would be very dangerous to admit that, unless you really trusted the other person. <laughs> but I'm so easy to take advantage of. I know. That's the problem. <laughs> Come on. Take a girl under your wing. Help her out. I mean, if a big ticket item did go missing, other than the museum, I was probably somewhere in the vicinity. Okay, okay. So what kind of... Have, have, you, have you encountered Stibbs, Estate? You would not have. No, not this one. No. All right. Well, guess there's nothing for it except to go, I guess, check the place out, although I don't know... How usually it would be in the rain. Although on the other hand, it would be harder for the um, various authority figures to see us in the rain. I mean, you're finally thinking. Uh, so, yeah, let's go do some recon in the rain. All right. So you guys start heading up to the surface city. I actively drag Magpie away from the stairs. We're taking the way tunnels. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and uh, at this point, everybody's sort of like gone, so there's not really any competition for the lifts right now. So you're able to go up, and you can definitely see as you move up tiers that it's full-on raining. Now you can hear the water like coming down into those tiers. It doesn't look like it's raining too hard up above, but it's enough that it's coming down here. The nice thing about it, though, is that the rain doesn't have the, like, sometimes the rain will have almost like a, like almost like a piss smell to it. Glorious. But not tonight. This rain smells just like water, like rainwater. And you get to about like the third tier down, which is roughly like one of the places where essentially where the newspaper is. It's also the same tier that Esri's enclaves, although they're often sort of like a forgotten corner of it, where there's a lot of condemned buildings and things like that. You guys see a matronly woman wander by and she seems to brighten as she sees you, and you would recognize this as Kivu from Ezri's Enclave. And she says, Seen Magpie, um, have either of you seen Ezri? No, we were supposed to meet her, but no show. Well, she's been gone for over a day now, and that's not usual. She didn't have anything planned either, so she wasn't going up to the service city or anything like that. When was the last time anybody saw her? Two nights ago. You know, she slept at the Enclave, but then she went out in the morning just to get stuff and no sign of her. Dan, would Magpie or Orelson um, have any memory of Ezri mentioning, like, I'm worried about this, or we should probably take care of this, like something that was kind of on her mind a few days ago? Ezri has been sort of distracted lately, but she hasn't shared what's on her mind. Okay. All right. Uh, what's this woman's name? Tivu. Ezri doesn't really like being referred to as like the boss of the enclave even though she is the de facto boss there's not really ranks in that enclave either but 
if there were, Tivu would be sort of like her lieutenant. Okay. Are any of the other families, organizations, are they talking or are they not talking? Not that we're aware of, but I'm, I'm worried. It's, it's not like she goes sometimes and she's gone for a couple days, but that's usually like she tells us in advance. And, you know, normally if it's just a day, I just assume something came up, but we're, uh, we're past the deadline. Like we always said, if it was more than a day, then mm. unless you told me otherwise, I should start making decisions on whether we needed to move people. Okay. And I'm, I'm just worried because the bounty's up and I don't know if anybody's turned on us or what's going on. Right, right. I mean, we'll take a look. Absolutely. Gotta find pebbles. Where is the last place we would ever want to hear that Esri is? Like, what's like the worst case scenario? Like if there's a specific group or a location or something? The worst case scenario would definitely be if the cops had her or if Senator Fellow's staff had her. Okay. Fair. Would it be reasonable to assume that if Esri had been found by anybody from the surface city, people at the corpse collar would have heard, or corpus collar would have heard about that. So that's an actually interesting point, because presumably you would think that Sandra Fellow would make a big shout about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So based off of the fact that you work for the corpus collar, that's a really good point that I hadn't considered. I think that would tell you for sure that if it's somebody that has her, it's not the cops and it's not Senator Fellow. Okay. But if somebody else has her and is holding her, you're not sure who that would be or why. Gotcha. Then I guess who would be the Enclave's kind of rival or enemy or competition? Like who would want Ezri to go missing and kind of cause the Enclave to dissolve within the system, like criminal underworld system? She isn't usually particularly like helpful for the other criminal things. She hasn't turned anybody in or anything like that. And for the most part, people have a positive impression of her down here. Mm-hmm. So it's not 100% clear. Can both of you make me a 15 perception roll? Jeez. Oh, 10. 7. Okay. Got rain in our eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, we need to end the episode <laughs> right now, but uh, this is fine. This is fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. What are you talking about? So you guys haven't heard anything and you haven't seen her. I mean, she's an adult. Yeah. Have you seen what they do to adults in this city? Tevu, I think, keep keep looking, and I, I follow her advice. If she's not found in the next day, scatter. Yeah, yeah. Um, if anything has happened to her, though, I am going to rain hellfire on whoever did it. Let me know if you see her, will you? Of course. So Tevu kind of steals herself and begins walking away. You can tell that she's definitely, like, heading back to the Enclave, but... It's a way that you've seen her do it before, where she's not heading directly there. She's got her own confusing pattern that mm-hmm. she essentially mapped out for Esri's group to get there without being easily spotted as in a pattern going there. Because it'd be very obvious if somebody was heading towards that condemned area. Mm-hmm. As she leaves, you hear a voice behind you that Ilseen would not recognize, but Magpie would. Oh, Magpie, I didn't realize you were a friend of Esri's. And it's definitely Ferdinand. Friend is a strong word. Oh, well, and and who's your new friend? Tell me all about her. And you'll see what you see is a man. He's not even wearing a mask right now. He's got dirty blonde hair, a beard, and these sort of bright blue eyes. Huh? Tell me all about your friend. Are we just declaring friendships? Well, I just assumed if you're traveling with them that you must be friends. Unless we're on a job. That would be exciting. The excitement. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. Okay. Working tonight. I see. Well, you'll probably need this. And he hands Ilseen the grappling hook that he stole off of Magpie when you guys rolled poorly. Damn it. How did... Oh. I can't believe you would do that to the baby. He grins. <laughs> Ilsen just, like, gives Magpie just like a, uh, fuck you. Oh, a young one. It's hard to tell with the mask. You need anyone to take you under their wing? I am quite a teacher, I hear. <laughs> no bad reviews. Yeah, of course. I will just accept the teachings of a, any random stranger on the street and they, that's absolutely what I'll do. Yeah, sure. No. No? Okay. No. Uh, no. Your loss. Your loss. Well, you're working and you're looking for Esri. Difficult things. Difficult things. Uh, who are you? Why are you here? Oh, don't know me. That's right. I'm sorry. How rude of me. I'm Ferdinand. I happen to be the magpie's favorite person in all of the city of Lave. We've worked so closely together so many times. <laughs> Ilsen just looks at Magpie like, is this true? Magpie's just kind of got that look of, and pigs will fly. Mm. Oh, Magpie, I understand, but don't blush. You know we share a connection. No need to be ashamed of it. It was just one time when I just had to hide something. Yes, that's true. Well, oh, what did you say your name was? He turns to Ilsen. I didn't. Oh, that's cute. I am Ilsen Vitae. Main journalist. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I think I may have read one of your pieces about last year's dog show. It's surprisingly compelling. Yes. Well, I hear things are going to get a little bit more exciting this year. But anyway, so you're looking for Esri, eh? Yes. Hmm. Do you have any idea where you'll look first? I have a few ideas. Oh, that's excellent. Excellent. Great to have good ideas at the beginning. No, I'm just saying there might be a quicker path to finding your friend. Mr. Ferdinand, why are you being so helpful? You don't seem like somebody who would be helpful just to be helped. No, no, I'm asking for money, darling. Mm. Uh, hey, Magpie, can you purchase Ferdinand help, Tom? Don't worry, I'm not charging my full fee. I'm just offering to point you in the right direction. How much? Tensions? Because we're old friends. Dear friends. So for you, you get a discount. And I'm fond of Esri, in her way. I mean, I haven't met her personally, but I hear good things. I am so suspicious right now. Uh, you're so suspicious. All of my little radars are going off. Fine, but you will owe me later if it's wrong. Oh, I don't think I'll be wrong. Tensions, then? Tensions. Okay, so you reach to get the tensions out, and he says, like, Oh, no, I already took the tensions. You don't need to get it out of your purse. I already have them. Yes, so a little birdie told me... Well, not a birdie. No need to be coy. We're all friends here. Right? Mm. And he kind of gives a playful elbow to Ilseen's arm. Uh, <laughs> Ilseen kind of wraps her cloak around her a little tighter, keeps her hands on her pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, you see his eyes flick down and notice what you do, and he grins even wider. Because it's not going to help. Honestly, um, I was coming from another job and may have seen seen your friend, who is a rather large individual. Hard to miss. Last I saw them was last night, and the words he say next fill both of your stomachs with butterflies. The good or bad kind? Bad. Ow. It looked like she was in one of the buildings run by the Transit Guild. Ow. And ice cold slides up your spine, and that's where we'll end this episode. Well then. So, Alex, something about this episode. 
just liked it. It was a really fun way to start the campaign, you know? And I like the stairs now. The stairs are fun. (laughs) The stairs are fun until they're not. Fair. Agreed. Well, cool. I'm excited to see where this goes, and I'm really enjoying the interplay between Magpie and Ilseen. I'm not. I don't want to lose. Oh, <laughs> it's very annoying. <laughs> you got to roll better, man. I here's the thing. Tier one is so hard because you have nothing. I have no edge in anything. Yeah, you should have edge in at least one thing. Well, I have like one edge in intellect, but that gives me nothing. Oh, right. I'm used to having like I'm used to having free effort. I miss my free effort. Yeah, yeah, that is rough. That is rough. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what happens. So we have a segment that we do each week called player intrusions that's where we offer you the listener and xp to check out something that we think you'd really dig this week it is samson's turn Uh samson what would you offer our listeners an xp to check out i would offer the listeners an xp to check out a youtube channel called defunct land you guys familiar with this no Mm -mm. uh so defunct land is a youtube channel that puts out video essays slash documentaries on various theme parks and theme park adjacent places and i'm not normally into like stuff like that i don't really give a shit but the way they present it it's usually very interesting relatively recently they had a video all about a garfield tunnel ride that was in a place in either new jersey or philadelphia i can't remember but that place was like the original tunnel of love and then it turned into this garfield attraction and it just became super Mm -hmm. fucking weird like the history of like these theme park rides are like surprisingly detailed and have like a lot of like wow politics and bullshit happening there's also very interesting stuff, like he did a documentary on the Disney Channel Jingle, and that apparently has, like, that had, like, a very questionable origin, because they didn't quite write it down, like, who designed the jingle, oh, no. so it's just, like, an hour and a half of him, like, trying to, like, go through this, follow leads. It was very cool. Huh. Even if you're not into theme park rides and very much a lot of Disney-adjacent stuff, I still recommend checking this out, because there's a lot of, like, very cool, like, hidden history for various attractions and other stuff you never heard about. So yeah, Defunct Land, very cool channel. A lot of cool stuff there. Hmm. Very cool. It's interesting. If people want to tell us what they think of Defunct Land or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Oh, well, they can come to our website, explorerswanted.fm. On there, you will find all our socials. On Twitter, we are at Explorers Wanted. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcast. On Mastodon, we are at Explorers Wanted at Dice.Camp. But the best way to talk to us and hang out with us is just come to our Discord. Nice little community there. You can find at explorerswanted.fm slash discord. Also, if it is within your means and you're feeling generous, patreon.com slash explorerswanted is a great place to support us. And also use our dice filler code, diehardice, explorerswanted at checkout to get 10% off your order. Please and thank you. And if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. Best thing you can do for us is to tell your friends, tell them why you like the show, why they should listen to it. Podcasts grow by word of mouth. Second best thing would be to leave us a five-star rating and review on a podcast directory like Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. That also does a lot for people trying to find new shows. There's so many actual plays out there, and having good reviews that, that are recent that people can read and see why they would like it makes a big difference for people finding us. And if you didn't like the podcast, well, her tongue is long and languid. It lulls from her mouth of blackened teeth like a child dangling their feet off the edge of the bed. Which is appropriate, because that's how she finds you. Your right foot poking out from under the covers. You're not sure how she sniffed you out, as she has no eyes, ears, or nose. But then you remember her tongue, 
and you realize that she's tasting you. And as that long, wet muscle stretches out to wrap around your bare ankle, you marvel at the precision of her senses. And then you feel the first firm tug. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can can find me on Macedon as daniel at anderlich.org. You can find me on our Discord. I'm Stace Windu. Trying very hard not to be horny about this one. <laughs> I'm at Slam Potato on Twitter and at Slam Potato <laughs> at Dice.Camp on Macedon. I mean, you know you were just about to say, well, then let me just hang these cheeks out of this bed. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to bed without pants tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm T with Unicorn on Twitch and Realty Unicorn on Twitter. I'm eventually going on Mastodon, eventually. All right, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week, as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! bye.